Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Amen. Surely the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. What an atmosphere. No doubt about it, God's going to speak to us today. This is the last message in the Favour series. I believe God's going to bring a message that's going to transform and change lives today, both for those in the room and those who are watching online all over the world, people tuning in today and this week and the next few months. Come on, let's welcome all of our online Soul Church community. Great to have you here. Every seat in the house is taken again. What a great, what a great day to be alive. The church of the living God is on the move. It's moving forward. And why don't you just take your seats? You're going to be back up again in a minute. So don't get too comfy. 2021, through our Heart for the House giving, we, we took up a uh, part, well, part of that giving went to um, the Clare School. And this week, from Rebecca, who's the, the head of the Clare School, we received a, um, a thank you letter, and um, we were able to uh, help transform some of the unused area into washrooms, showers, um, areas to care and love on these children with special needs. And this was the letter from Rebecca that we received. She said, I just wanted to email to let you know how brilliant our shower room is. It's generally been life-changing for some of our pupils. The names have been changed for obvious reasons. Simon is having twice-weekly showers. Mum comes in and staff support her to give Simon a good wash and brush up. She hasn't been able to do this at home because Dad is dealing with his own health issues, a motor neuron diagnosis and hasn't been well enough to help mum wash their own child, who's also got a, a medical diagnosis, now re- receiving end-of-life care. Sean is having twice-weekly showers now because, he's having twice-weekly showers because dad is a single parent and has just had eye surgery, so isn't able to do this at home. They also don't have any facilities at home, so dad has to lift him, in out, him in and out of the bath, which is not appropriate, and it's meant dad's had a back injury. Imogen is having twice-weekly showers now. She lost her mum to cancer almost a year ago, and Dad still finds it hard to wash and to care for his teenage daughter, so we now do it for him. She loves having a choice of different smelling shower gels and lotions, and always likes to have a good hair wash and head massage, and a nice hairdo. This is just a little snippet of what has been going on. The generosity that you've shown us is giving my pupils dignity, self-esteem, and showing that they are, they are so very loved. I cannot thank everyone enough. Please feel free to read this out when you have a staff meeting. I guess you're all unpaid staff. (laughs) Have a lovely rest of your day, Becky and all the Clare School students. Isn't it incredible what as a church we're able to do? Even in a time of famine, we're able to still send dignity to those in greatest need in our own community. And big thank you to Nathan Rogers and all the team who, 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 who built that. And come on, would we thank everyone who's involved in that project? Incredible. Luke chapter four. He stood up to read. 
Took six weeks, but you got it. <laughs> Verse 17, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. All right, you can sit down. That's our blueprint for 2023. His spirit produces his favor, his favor produces his rest, and his rest produces more of his spirit. And we've been declaring that in this year of forecasted famine, we are gonna encounter God's unmerited favor over our church. Jesus is not the one behind the famine. He's the one behind our supply. My God shall supply all my needs, not according to government, not according to anyone you're putting your hope in, but according to his riches in glory. Come on, if you're thankful for, for the supply of heaven, the blessing of heaven, and we're going to keep speaking faith in a famine. I got challenged this week. Melody Morstan has been leading worship so beautifully this morning. She's really challenged us around this thought. We've been saying paid in full for our new building. We've been challenged that paid in full puts a limit on God. Paid in full with overflow. So every time we're talking about paid in full, because if you say paid in full, you're putting a limit on what God can do. We don't just want to pay the bill. We want overflow so we can continue to bless the Clare School. We can continue to bless those around us in greatest need. So I want to encourage you. Some of you are like, that's a big ask. We serve a big God. Last week, we heard a brilliant message from Steve. Our small hands in his big hands. Anything can happen. So I want to encourage you. We are believing this year. We're not just believing for blessing or favor. We've overflow. Turn to the person next to you and say, we've overflow. We've overflow. Favor with overflow. So this is our final week of our favor series. But it's the, just the start, I believe, of God pouring out his favor with overflow over you. Okay, we're going we're gonna to read just two small verses from the book of Psalms in chapter 5 in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to give a little context to this scripture, because sometimes we've heard this scripture um, preached or quoted in church. But I want to give you some background to help you understand why it was said. King David, who, who, who spoke this psalm, is at conflict with his enemies. But it's not any enemy. It's within his own family. It's his own son, Absalom. Absalom is leading a revolt against his own father. They've had a family feud going back many years. Absalom has committed premeditated murder. And by the laws of the land, his father, King David, is required to serve justice on his own son. Who knows, that would be incredibly difficult, not only if your son had committed premeditated murder, but to then have to serve justice on your own son. And his son sees the predicament his father is in, and he runs away. He runs away, and he actually doesn't just run away in shame. He runs away because he feels like, because he is the king's son, he is above the law. He is above the law, and so he, 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 he mobilizes 
an army against his own father. And he creates a civil war in Israel. And in this civil war of a father fighting an army led by his own son, David lets out a heartfelt cry, a morning prayer to the Lord in, in Psalm chapter 5. That's what Psalm 5 is all about. It's, it's David pouring out his own heart to the Lord about his own son. And he says this, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy, spread your protection over them, and those who love your name may rejoice in you. And this is our key verse for the final session of favor. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous, you surround them with favor as with a shield. Now, so far in this series, we've seen favor right at the start. Pastor Dave Niblock talks about favor is your friend. Brilliant message. We've seen favor that is tried and tested in the life of Joseph. We saw favor as unfair with the prodigal son. Unfair favor. How the father would show his son favor even when he's squandered the inheritance of the family. Last week, Steve spoke this magnificent message about God's hands are so much bigger than our hands. And if he can hold the oceans of the world in his hands, how much more can he care for little me? Such a brilliant, brilliant message. But now we see favor described by David as a shield. Up until this point, all the messages have been something as favor attracts blessing to us. And it does. But in the times of distress that David felt himself in, favor was not just something that attracts blessing to us, it's something that keeps harm from us. Sometimes favor isn't visible, sometimes favor is invisible. Lord, you bless the righteous, you surround them with favor as a shield. Now, let me just give you some background, more background to this. Because in the conflicts that David was fighting with his enemies, David wasn't just describing a little shield from Langley's toy store. He was describing, this is the closest I could really get to it. I borrowed this from a, a store on Bethel Street. <laughs> Back in the day, they would, they would have full body shields. Full body shields. And David knew all about warfare and battles. He'd spent majority of his life fighting enemies. And he knew what it was to experience not just his favor as a blessing coming towards him, but his favor keeping harm from him. And some of us, I want to explain today that God isn't just blessing you with things, he's blessing you from things. And he's blessing you from things that you have no idea about. There are things that are happening in your life that God has placed his shield around you. Even in this moment, God is protecting you from things in your mind, in your family, in your car. God is protecting you. He is surrounding you with a shield. And favor is not just what is attracted to you, but favor is what's keeping harm from you. It's going to preach, Chantel. And the number one thing that the shield was used to protect David and his armies from was arrows. 
Don't worry, I haven't got a bow. They wouldn't let me bring a bow on. <laughs> and the shield was there to protect David and his men from flying arrows. But they weren't normal arrows. They were fiery arrows. Hey, things you didn't think you'd see at church today, hey? I'm kidding, I'm not going to do any of that. Be very careful in the day and age we live. But when the enemy would fire flaming arrows, the shields, they would come side by side to protect one another. Because if one of these fiery arrows was to hit them, it would be an immediate impact with horrifying results. So they would hide themselves. I'm going to blow this out now before things get a little messy up here. We've not got a great history with this. (laughs) (laughs) Gareth! Come on, a good South African blow. Oh! All right, you take it off stage. He's got a plan. Give him a hand. I will need the arrow back. We all good? If you're watching at home, don't try that at home. Thank you. Did a good job there. When David was describing God's favor as a shield, it wasn't just oh, a movie moment. This was real life experience for him. And his own son would be firing fiery arrows towards him and his men. And imagine the torture if one of these arrows struck you. Now the good news is, maybe we may not face physical fiery arrows. But Satan is lighting and firing arrows at God's children, at the church, right now like never before. Ephesians 6.16 says, let your faith be like a shield. And you'll be able to stop all the flaming arrows. Flaming arrows of the evil one. There are arrows which the enemy is sending in to our culture, to society, sending into the church, sending into marriages like never before. And they are raining down, just like we saw in that clip. Arrows against our marriages. We found out three weeks ago that Norwich now has the number one divorce rate in the United Kingdom. Arrows, arrows, arrows of temptation. Everywhere we look, we see arrows trying to catch us off guard. Our world is sexualizing everything around us, trying to catch us off guard. Things landing in our inboxes, on our social feeds. Our world is sending arrows of temptation into our lives, arrows of confusion. Confusing children and young people of their identity and sexuality at such a young age. And arrows are raining down and the, uh, the enemy is hoping they're going to land. They're going to land on, in our finances, on our laptops, in our minds, with our children, in our churches. The church in England now is so confused on what is or isn't even truth. And culture is now trying to change the Bible, where for centuries the Bible changed culture. The devil is constantly shooting arrows. 
arrows and we're blind to them. But we shouldn't be blind to them because they are on fire. And they are landing everywhere. The good news is, the same promise which God gave David in his hour of betrayal is the same promise we can take hold of today. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. I believe that God's favor is enough to extinguish every arrow that is coming against you, whether it's in your health, your marriage, your finances, in whatever your challenges you are battling with, I believe God's shield of favor can protect you. And God's favor is here today to extinguish every fiery arrow of the enemy. God's favor is not just here to attract blessing to us, but to keep evil from us. John 10.10 says the thief, the enemy, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you take your notes, write these three things down. There's th- the, the, the enemy comes to steal. There's three things the enemy is constantly trying to steal from us. Number one is our peace. Number two is our joy. And number three is our confidence. If you've lost your peace, your joy, your confidence, it's because you've allowed an arrow to land. Third thing is he, second thing is he comes to kill. He comes to kill. I mean, this is, doesn't sound very nice in church, but that's exactly the enemy's end game is to take you out. How does he do that? Through sickness, through accidents, and through suicide. That's exactly what the enemy's plan is, is to kill. Third thing is, is he comes to destroy. How does he come to destroy? He destroys through depression, through fear, and through immorality. They're the three ways he'll try and destroy you. Destroy your marriage, destroy your, whatever, whatever, whatever you're facing, the enemy comes to, to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Who knows you've got to know your enemy? The reason I'm starting the message off like this is you've got to know your enemy. You, you can't beat your enemy until you know who it is, until you know who it is. The enemy's arrows will constantly be coming in our lives to kill, to steal and to destroy. So if you're sitting here today and you're battling with one of those nine things I've said, it's because the enemy is firing arrows and they're probably landing. And this is why today's message, Katie Cooper came up to me afterwards and she says, "This can be a game changer for our church." Today can be a defining moment for our church if we understand the power of the shield of favor. That it's not just favor attracting blessing to me, that favor is actually keeping evil from me. And today you can understand the power of lifting up the shield of favor in your family, over your children, over every area of your life. And if you feel hopeless, if you feel powerless, If you feel defenseless today, I want you to know that you have the ability in Christ to lift up a shield of favor. And the shield of favor can combat every single fiery arrow of the enemy. Some of you have been trying to protect yourself. But let me tell you, his protection begins where ours ends. Do you know why? Because I have to send my kids to school. Many of you do. Some of you have had to release your your young people to university and you've had to, and it's hard to let go, isn't it? And you think, well, you know, as as my children, I can put a shield around them, can't I? You can't watch that on television. I can be their shield. You can't have a phone. I can be their shield. But then our children, they grow up to be adults, don't they? And you lose lose control. 
And you go, God, I feel defenseless. Does anyone out there go, I feel defenseless? And in this day and age where there are so many arrows coming against our young people, coming against our children, and YouTube is raising our kids. And sometimes you feel so defenseless. And God says, yeah, you're forgetting about the invisible shield of faith. There is a shield that you can place around your children, Ben and Patricia. There is a shield, Christine and Dave, that you can place around them. That even when you're not with them, even when you cannot control what they're watching, what they're looking at, there is an invisible shield because favor is not just blessing coming to you, it's keeping harm from you. David understood the power of this. That was just the intro. If Norwich score, don't you dare move. <laughs> I want to talk about the shield of favor. The shield of favor. God's promises us today he'll surround us with a shield. I want to share three things to grasp about the shield of favor. You get hold of these. This can, this can really transform our church. Number one is this. The shield of favor is promised to those who live by faith. It says, you bless the righteous. Who are the righteous which David is speaking about? Those who live by faith in God. Habakkuk 2.4 says, the righteous live by faith. We have to have faith today in many things. One of the areas we have faith is that God will protect us and God will look after our families. I'm not talking about lethargic faith. I'm talking about true faith in God. Because it's one thing to have faith here on a Sunday. It's another thing to have faith on a Monday morning. And David and his men were preparing for, for battle. They would take four steps of faith. This is fascinating. Come with me here. They would take four steps of faith when they were preparing and lining up for battle. The first step they would take is this. They would reach for the oil. They would reach for the oil. Each morning the soldiers would reach for their oil in a small container. And the shield over time would become brittle. It was made of wood and copper and it would become brittle. It would become hard. It could easily split in the hot climates. And so they would rub a portion of ointment oil into the wood to make it pliable. And so that when they were going out to battle, they could move the, 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 they could move the shields to keep them soft. And the shield is a representation of our faith today. And our faith requires us to reach for the oil. The oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit. And before we go into work, before we go into the meeting, before we head into school, into sixth form, into college, we reach for the oil of the Holy Spirit. And we say, God, I need you to ply the oil that keeps me soft, keeps me pliable, gets me ready for whatever battle, whatever fiery arrow comes my way today. We need a touch of the Holy Spirit. We need God's spirit of love and joy and peace and goodness and kindness and self control. We need the Spirit of God to come. They reach for the oil. I wonder what you reach for the first thing in the morning. Do you reach for your phone? See you slid into your DMs? wonder what we reach for. Before they went out to battle, they reached for the oil. And our faith requires frequently visiting the oil. Without a fresh touch of the Spirit, we get hard like those shields, and we can break and we become defenseless. And some of you, you've been attacked by the arrows 
And God is saying, I want to fill you afresh with my Holy Spirit. They reached for the oil. The second thing they did is they saturated the shield with water. They saturated the shield. Why did they do that? Before David and his men went out to war, they, 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 they anointed they put oil on the shield, but then they dipped it. It would have a leather coating on the front. And they would take the leather, the animal skin off the front of the shield, and they would literally dip it, drown it in water, and then they would reattach it. So every time that the arrows came, it would, it would the fire would be extinguished by the water on the shield. God's word is described as water. God's word is described as water. We can read that in Ephesians 5.26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. I want to encourage you, we've got to keep our faith dipped in water. We've got to keep our faith dipped in water. Every day, every single day, we do not know what arrows might land on our desk tomorrow morning. What arrows might land in a phone call? What arrows might be coming? And we've got to be equipped like David's soldiers. We've got to, got to equip, yes, with anointing ourselves, filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit through prayer. But secondly, we've got to be dipping ourselves daily. We've got to be dipping into the Word of God. We've got to know the Word of God. We have the power to extinguish every fiery dart of the enemy through God's Word. The third thing they, they would do is really interesting we saw it in the clip of the battle, is that they would fasten together. The first thing they did is they, they, they placed oil on the shield, then they would dip the shield in water, then they would come together. And they would fasten the shields as one. And in this crazy world that we're living in, there has never been a time where there's safety in numbers. We need one another. You are my shield and I am your shield. Sorry, I'm like shining that in your eyes, but it's quite a nice effect. We are shield. You know, your group is a shield. Your group is a shield. We have a group. We had 30 people in our house on Wednesday night for our group. You know what I realized is we're actually a shield for one another. Because when someone comes in and maybe they've run into some trouble, maybe they're going through a difficulty, guess what we do? We group together. I want to encourage you to be part of a group. It's so, you know, when arrows come, we need each other. Maybe we could get you a meal train. Maybe we can give you some prayer. Maybe you need some flowers. But we, as a church, we want to make sure our church is in groups, that we are doing this life together. So when the arrows of life come in, we stand as one. Whether it's on a, on a team, we've got to fasten together. You know, our church, we're a shield. I love the fact we're a growing shield. We're a growing shield. There is coming a day that the mob will come after us for speaking the truth. But guess what? We're going to hold our shields. We're going to hold our shields together. Never be afraid of speaking the truth. Because the moment you don't speak the truth, you lay your shield down. You stand firm with the truth, with the shield of faith, knowing that God is going to protect us. And this church, we stand together in truth. And if they attack you, they attack me. And if they attack me, they attack you. We are shields together. Number four is this. He declares his promises. David and his men, as they stood on the front line and arrows were coming in, they would declare of the Lord. You see, when the water of the word is going into you, the power of the word will come out of you. When you're filling yourself with the word of God, when you're dipping into the word of God, God David declares God's truth. 
His words are your defense. Psalm 91.2, David says this, and he says, I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, my God and him will I trust. The question is, what am I saying of the Lord? What are you saying of the Lord? I'm constantly amazed at what comes out of people's mouths. Anyone else like, wow. Why is it that nothing makes us Brits so happy as being negative? Anyway, I won't get into it. You know, we wake up with flu, we tweet or tell 50 people, we wake up healthy and tell no one. It's true, isn't it? Who's healthy here? I'm healthy. Who's healthy? Come on, who's healthy? All the sick people always get the attention. Who's healthy? When was the last time you declared and told someone, you know, I woke up today, I feel good, I am healthy. I am healthy. When did you walk into the office? Hey, everyone, I'm here. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling ready to go. We focus so much. What do I say of the Lord about the job I'm in? What do I say of the Lord about the homie family? What do I say of the Lord about what we're part of as a church? I heard recently someone take talking to an army officer saying the most important strategy in warfare is to know your enemy and the gentleman smiled and he said no 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 no. the most important strategy is not to know your enemy the most important strategy is to know your commander in chief when we say surely lord you bless the righteous you surround them with favor as with a shield we are talking about our commander and chief when you know when god first saw darkness he didn't say oh my god it's dark he spoke to the darkness. Genesis 1-3, he said, let there, let there be light. Come on, you've got to speak to darkness. Don't run from it. We're not running from the things around us. We're speaking life and light. Before I get up to preach, one of the things I always say is, God, protect my words. There is this huge tension right now. People looking to trip us up. All the time, people trying to take things out of context. People clipping little pieces here and there of what we say. But before I get up, I say this, God, you are my shield. As I stand here, you are my shield. Protect our YouTube channel. Protect our podcast. Protect our words. We've got to pray protection over everything we say. God, protect my children this week. I can't be with them, but you can. Protect their young thoughts. Protect what's taught in the classroom. Protect them. And if there's things being taught in school that are not from your word, God, distract them. I pray, God, distract my children. If there's things that there's being said, God, distract them. God, blind them. God, take away their hearing for that moment. God can do it. Start praying dangerous prayers. The shield of favor. The shield of favor. Promise to the righteous. Number two, if you're taking notes, the shield of favor protects you from harm. It says you surround them. You're taking notes, write these four things down real quick. Four things God will continually protect you from. Number one is this, your own prayers. Anyone grateful that God protected you from your own prayers? God will often protect us even from our own prayers. Some of you have been praying for that guy that he'll be yours. 
He's going to come and ask you out on a date. And suddenly you look up and he's with your friend. That's because God knows what you don't. God knows what you need. God knows when you need it. God knows what you don't need. He knows what we can handle. God says, I am your shield. God says, I'm your shield because he can see something we can't see. Is anyone thankful to? I'm so grateful for uh, prayers that God didn't answer. That these, you know, think, well, that, that doesn't seem very fair that God doesn't answer my prayers. Well, if you want God to answer some prayers, here's some prayers that God always answers and he does it really quick. He's saying, God, I need you to answer some prayers. Here's four prayers that God will all, always answer and he'll always answer them really quickly. Number one is this, God, I want what you want for me. God will always answer that prayer. God, I want what you want for me. God, I'm with this guy, I'm with this girl, I'm in this relationship, I'm in this business deal, but God, I want what you want for me. Not what I want for me. God, I want what you want for me. And watch what happens. Before you sign the contract, before you buy the house, God, I want what you want for me. If this is the house, I want to move into it. But if it's not, God, remove it. Because if he removes it, it's because he's planning for something greater. Secondly is this. Second prayer that God always answers. God, protect me from anything which is not from you. Third one is your kingdom come, your will be done. Fourth one, God, send me to someone today I can bless. If you want a prayer answer, you say, God, send someone to me today I can bless. I'm telling you, before you walk out, you'll find someone. See, we're always looking for prayers that maybe answered that just maybe not his will God will sometimes protect you from your own prayers second thing God will protect you from is your disappointments when I was 18 I desperately wanted to be a footballer like many young people and wanted to play for Norwich I tried I trained I trialed and uh, I got got pushed back like many experienced and I felt that was a huge I felt that disappointment as so many um, trialists do But God didn't call it disappointment. He called it something different. He called it his defense. God was shielding me from something at 18 because he was defending me for something greater in my my future. You see, when when I look back at what I would call a disappointment, God would call it his defense. And some of you, you're in a season or a moment of disappointment in your life And God is saying, I know it feels like a disappointment, but it's actually a defense. I'm defending you from something that you're either not ready for or it's not right for you. Let's put it like this. When Chantel's first boyfriend broke her heart and went off with someone else, she was beyond disappointed, but God knew something she didn't. I'll leave that there. Do you know, sometimes it's not until I look back that I can see the shield of favor. Is anyone, can anyone look back at your life and in that moment it was disappointment, but now you can see God's shield. And God's shield of favor is all around you. And some of you, you're in a season of disappointment and you're, 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 you're even challenging saying, God, where are you? And it's not until I look back I can see his shield of favor in my life. In 2014, Chantel and I, we'd moved back from South Africa and we were with the six months of limbo of where we were going to plant a church. And we, we had high hopes that we were going to move to San Francisco in California. 
And we went to San Francisco and saw this huge, great big city, and we were a little bit like Joshua and Caleb, spying out the land, and we were excited. I think we've got to put there we are. We spent a whole day just walking and praying around the city. And just a few hours later, just the next day, it fell through, the whole thing just, and we, we felt so disappointed. We didn't realize nine years later that disappointment was actually a defense. God was stopping something, and in the same time, God was preparing something. And right now, God is defending you because he is preparing you. The third thing that God will always, the third thing that God will protect you from is your unknowns. Your unknowns. The alarm and CCTV on your house, your business is shielding you from happenings you'll never know. I studied this week, the CCTV brings down crime uh, by 60% on a property. If an intruder walks onto your property and sees an alarm or a light that looks like some kind of security system, the first thing is, I'll go and find somewhere that doesn't have it. And God's got a defense system and a surveillance system on your life called favor. It's not called ring, it's called favor. It says you surround them. It's 24-7, 365, 24-hour surveillance in your life. God is guarding us from things. Do you know there's people who probably, if you have an alarm, they've walked onto your property, they've seen you have an alarm and walked off, and you will never know, you will never know the things that have happened in your life, and people have maybe looked at the opportunity to take something, to break into something, but they've seen your security system and said, no, I'm not, it's not worth the risk. When you have faith, it is like a shield, and when the enemy comes looking, and he knows that you are a man, a woman of faith, and he comes near your house, he comes near your children, and you lift up the shield, God is protecting you from unknowns. There are things that could be happening right now, but he has placed, the Bible says, it's like a hedge of protection around you and your children. We need to thank God for all the invisible miracles that have taken place in our lives that we will never know anything about this side of eternity. God will protect you along the way, but you will only see it when you look back. The third thing and the final point I want to share with us is this. The shield of favor positions you for blessing. It fills you with faith, it protects you, and then it positions you. It says, David says, you bless, you bless the righteous. When God protects you, he's not just protecting you, he's positioning you. He doesn't just protect us so not to harm us. Of course, he doesn't want to harm his children. But who knows that you protect your children from things, not just to harm them, but you protect them to position them because you can see something they can't see because you have foresight and they only have insight. And God's shield is not just a protector. God's shield is a director in your life. So when God stops something, when God defends you from something, it's because he has something greater for you. Every time he closes a door, every time he closes a relationship, a chapter in your life, he is positioning you for something greater. Last Sunday night, Sam Milchum spoke a brilliant word on right time, right place, right people. That's God's perfect plan for our lives. Right time, right place right people. 
but it's often the shield of faith which guides us. We don't often see shields as a compass. We don't see shields as something that takes us forward. It's, it's more of a defense. But telling you, God's shield is often the very thing that's got you to where you are today. I want to say something I've never seen said before in church. Well, I said it last service, but... I'm not sure they were even listening. <laughs> Chantal and I never wanted to come to Norwich. Never wanted to come to Norwich. We had a list of five to six cities that we wanted to, to pioneer a church. And Norwich was number 20. We used to joke, we said it was on the list, it was just last. And we wrestled. We went to Atlanta, we went to San Francisco, we went to Liverpool, and we, we visited various cities around the world, Los Angeles, and we had big dreams. What could God possibly do in little old Norwich? It's small, it's cut off. Chantel's from Los Angeles, we're big city people, we'd lived in Cape Town, we love the metropolis, we love all the incredible things that come with a big city, and then God calls us here. And then what God started to do is he started to shield us and San Francisco fell out and Atlanta fell out and Liverpool fell out and LA fell out. If you write notes, write this down. This is really critical. God will often eliminate to illuminate. Some of you want God to write something in fireworks in the sky. God doesn't always do that. What God does, he says, I'm going to eliminate that from your life and that from your life and that from your life and that from your life. And God, this is all I'm left with. God says, yeah, now be faithful in what I've given you. Be faithful. Some of you are looking for the big illumination moment. The big miracle and God saying, no, I work like this. I just take things out of your life. And God said to Chantal and I, if you just trust me, if you stay faithful, if you guard what I'm going to place in your heart, I will bring people from the nations of this world to this city. Now I want to say something else I've never said before. Chantelle and I never want to leave. Now, wait, 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 wait. Some of you, you've got to understand that God's defense is protecting you, but it's also positioning you. Sometimes you've got to push past the feelings. You've got to die to some stuff inside of you. And then God starts giving you. You know, nine years later, Alan and I have been up the building numerous times this week, and nine years later, from eliminating, God has started to illuminate. God is building his church. By the way, this is Norwich. This isn't London. This is Norwich. People used to make fun of Chantel and I. We were made fun of for coming here. And God showed me this so clearly once. He said, they said the same about me, John, going to Nazareth. Jesus was born in Nazareth. At the time when Jesus was born in Nazareth, there were 600 people. Population of 600. If I was God, I would have sent Jesus to Rome. If I was God. Because Rome had over a million people. Where's his greatest influence going to come from? going to come from, God says no, 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 it doesn't work like that. God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And some of you, you're struggling. Some of you want to run. 
I know some of maybe you TC boys, you want to run back, you want to run back, you want to run back. And God is saying, no, you just stay here. This is your protection. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Well, something good did come out of Nazareth. Can any good thing come out of Norfolk? Something good is coming out of Norfolk. Don't run. Don't run. Hold your ground. Because God isn't just protecting you. God is positioning you. When disappointments are happening in your life, God is behind the scenes. He is shielding you from harm and He's positioning you for blessing. You know, there's been so many times I've been delayed. I've been frustrated. Has anyone ever missed a train or a plane or Steve Morstan? (laughs) Maybe the devil had set me up. Maybe the devil had an arrow waiting for me and God says, I'm just going to delay you just a second, just a day, just a moment. I want to say thank you, God, for delaying me. Every single delay has been part of my future. Next time you get delayed, God, you are, you are protecting me. There could have been an arrow coming your way. There could have been something that was going to land on your lap that you weren't ready for. And let me tell you, every time you go for a trial, God will use divine delays. God will use the challenges that you're going through. Let me tell you, we never know this side of eternity how many times God has blocked things. God has stopped things. God has shifted things to get you in position, to keep you safe from harm, and to get you ready for blessing. Come on, somebody. Thank Him for the blessing. Thank Him for the things that you cannot see. Come on. Let's stand to our feet. If you're standing at home, begin to praise Him and thank Him. You know, if you could see, if I could go around now and give you all, not an offering envelope, a list of all the things over the last 12 months that God has protected you from, Melody wouldn't have to do a thing to get you to worship. Whoa. Whoa. You protected me from that? Yeah. But I didn't see it. You didn't need to see it. You weren't ready for it. We all had a list today of all the things that God had guarded us from. And if you had another piece of paper of the map of your life, and God says, hey, this is where I want to get you. Just stay faithful. Guard what I've placed in your heart. Keep a right spirit. Keep the oil. Keep the oil on the shield every day. Keep you soft. Keep you pliable. Water yourself in the Word of God. Stand together. Stay in your group. Stay in church. Side by side. Grouping together. Keep confessing the Word of the Lord. I would have lost hope unless I had believed that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Keep speaking His goodness. Keep speaking His favour. The shield of favour. In Jesus' name. Come on, thank Him this morning. Thank Him. Thank Him for that relationship He got you out of. Thank Him for the deal that you never signed. Thank Him for the time that you could have tried that substance, but something in you said, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Thank Him today. Come on, put those hands in the air. Come on. Come on, let's apply the oil of the Holy Spirit here this morning. Come on, let's wash ourselves in the Word. Hallelujah. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we stand together in Jesus' name. Amen. The oil of the Holy Spirit come fill you right now. If you're struggling, if you're battling, if you feel those arrows are coming at you, 
coming at your business, coming in your mind, coming in your mental health, those arrows landing, and you say today, enough is enough. I have a shield. I have a surveillance on my life called the Holy Spirit. And today I apply the Holy Spirit, His peace, His joy, His love. Come on right now. Right now, Holy Spirit, come. Protect His Father. We thank You that You are the great defender. You are the great defender. Father, we saturate in Your Word, Your promises. His shield. His shield is Your truth and Your butler. Thank You, Jesus. I want us to do something, again, I've never done in church before, but I felt it's a picture, a picture today to heaven, but it's also a picture to the enemy. I want us to link arms. I know it's a bit weird, but just before you do it, if you're here for the first time, when you go to Carrow Road and they score, strangers jump in your arms, all right, that's weird. All right, so don't, don't leave church and say they're a weird lot. They're a weird lot down the road as well, right? So we're all kind of family. So we're gonna link arms, okay? And it's a picture to say, we're gonna shield together. In these times where arrows are coming in, come on, try and, try and shield across as well. Let, let's try and just go across, there's no gaps if we can. I, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but. That's it. You. I'm going to ask Chantel in just a moment to come up and pray, but this is a beautiful sight. This is an army unified. This is a picture of what heaven's going to be like every tribe, every tongue. This beautiful. We're going to stand together. If the mob come, we're standing together. We're going to stand for truth. We're going to stand for love. We're going to stand in unity. We're going to stand shoulder to shoulder. We're going to stand with our children. I'm going to ask Chantel to come up. And uh, we're going to pray for our children. I've, I've had my, not my children, our children on our heart all week. With everything that's going on right now. And I'm going to pray for protection over our children and young people. And this is a picture to the enemy that we will not. We will not be divided. We're going to stand strong. We've got a promised land. By the way, it's less than a year. 363 days. And if there's any, if there's any time that the enemy wants to divide the church, it'll be right now. So this is a picture to say we will not be divided. We stand strong. We stand on truth. We stand in grace. We stand in love. But we're moving forward. We're marching into the promised land as an army together with our shields of faith. Come on, Chantel, why don't you pray? Come on, church. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you have created us, Lord God, as a family, a body of believers, Lord, of faith-filled believers. Lord, and we are standing, linking arms, Lord God, because we know ultimately that the battle is not ours, but the battle is yours. Father, you are victorious, and so we can stand victorious. You are a conqueror, so we can be more than conquerors to those who believe. Father, I thank you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. And right now we speak over our children, the generations to come. Father, I speak life and wholeness. God, I thank you that they will bring, be raised up to be full of faith and expectation. Guard their ear gates. Guard their eyes, Father. Guard their minds and their hearts, Lord God. Whatever they're being learned at school, God, or being taught at school, Father. I pray for protection against their minds, Father. I pray for a 
gave Chantel was that if we stayed faithful here, that God would bring the nations to this city. Now, I want to show you something. We didn't do this in the first service. I wasn't going to do it, but I want you just to slip up your hand. Maybe just bring the house lights up a little. If you're not from the United Kingdom, if you've moved in from a different nation, you, where are you guys from? California? Come and represent America. Come stand down here. God bless America. India? Come down here. Where are you from? Nigeria. Come on. Come on. You got you got a lot of people who love you here. Come and stand right down here. Where else? Wait, Greece? Come on. Where's, where's Greece? Come on. Where are you from, sir? Zimbabwe. Canada? Ghana. Ghana. Come, 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 come. Ghana. Canada. Canada. Come on. Canada. Hang on. One, one, one sec. One sec. Latvia. Sierra Leone. Come, come, come. India. Yeah, we've got some Indians here already, all right? So maybe get a microphone. Someone help me here. Uganda, Uganda, come, come, come. Brazil, come on, we can't let the Brazilians. Nepal, come on. Beautiful. Poland. Argentina, come on. World Cup champions, how could we forget you? Switzerland, come on. Where else? South Africa, come on. Zimbabwe, yeah, come on. Portugal. Brazil, yeah, we have a Brazilian. You're welcome to come and stand with the Brazilians right at the back. Venezuela. Come on, come on. Colombia, come on. Have I missed anyone else? China, come on. Italy, come on. Where? Brazil? Cameroon, come on. Philippines. Come and stand right here. We're going to make some space. Where else? Oh, I've still got people hands up. You're going to have to help me here. Where are you, sir? Angola. Come on. Congo. Congo. Romania. Zimbabwe's over there. Australia, where's the Australians? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Armenia! Singapore! Come and stand over there, we've got, still got some room maybe that way. 
Poland, yeah, we have to come and join the Polish family over here. Lithuania. Have I missed anyone else? France. Italy. Come on, so we got, where's our Italian contingency? Where's the Italians? We had some Italians, did we? Okay, Ital Italy's here. Send him back. Italy's here. Bulgaria. Have I missed anyone out? Dominican Republic. Beautiful. Come on. Where's, where's, where's Republic of Ireland? How cool is this? All right. Where's Matt? Do a count up quickly. Do a count up. I want to show you what God does when he defends you. He positions you and he gives you the promises that he promised. Forty-eight nations. Forty-eight nations. Standing together, side by side. Culture by culture. Tongue by tongue. What a beautiful picture of heaven right here. This is how we fight our battles. We lay all the things aside that divide us. And we say together. And this is what happens. You say, God, I don't understand. Sometimes his disappointments will be your defense, but his promises remain true. And God has positioned you right now for blessing. Chantal and I, we, in our lifetime, we could, let alone nine years, we could never believe that in one service, is it 38, was it? Four, 48 nations in Norwich. In Norwich, 48 nations, God has brought people from the four corners of this world to be part of his master plan. And we want to say as well, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for your obedience because I know it's taken a whole lot to get you where you are. And God's saying today, you're exactly where I want you. And God's going to turn your disappointments into blessings as you're going to continue to put him first. We honor you, we honor your sacrifice, we honor your calling. We honor the fact that you've left your friends, your family, your nation, your culture, your food, all the things that are dear to your heart. God is preparing you for a greater blessing. And the Bible says for everyone who leaves family and friends and nations, he'll give you a hundred times in this life and in the next. And so we honor your sacrifice. This is how we fight our battles. Come on, come on, why don't we sing it one more time? Come on, why don't you guys turn around? Why didn't you turn? Let's worship together. Isn't this amazing? 198 nations in the world and in one service, a quarter of the nations are in our church. Isn't that fantastic? I love it. It's a picture of heaven where every tribe and tongue and nation. I'm going to ask you just to stand still for a moment. We'd love to pray. One more prayer.
And that's for those of you that have never joined our big family. You see, our big family is centered on one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And He promises that He will be our protector. He will be our provider. But we've got to invite Him in. Most of us have made that decision. But maybe you're in this room and you've never made that decision, but you're very conscious today that God is real and that He's here. And He's here, friend, to meet with you. So it's my honour to extend to you an invitation. Friend, you need to get right with God. You say, Steve, how do I do that? You pray a prayer. You invite Him in. And you make Him the Lord of your life. And you say, God, I've been living life my own way, but from this moment on, I'm going to go your way. Maybe there was a time in your life where you walked with Him, but if you're honest, you've actually walked, walked away from Him. But the good news is, today, He's brought you home. And His hand is extended to you. So I'd like every head to be bowed and every eye to be closed. Friend, this is your moment. Your moment to get right with God. To invite Him in. We're not going to call you forward, but we would love to pray for you. So if you say, Steve... I know I need to get right with God. I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, just so I know who I'm praying for, I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand. Then we're all, as a big church family, we're going to pray together. So this is your moment, friend, from the front to the back. If you want to get right with God, when I count to three, you raise your hand and we will cheer for you. So are you ready? One, two, three. That's it. Just lift up your hand. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Isn't this amazing? This is God's presence. I love it. People getting right with God in every area. So come on, let's everyone pray. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. To forgive all my sin and failures. So that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you saw every hand at the front, every hand in every section. And right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've come in, that you're going to stick with these people from this day on. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Why don't we put our hands together? Congratulate all those people. Love it. Just just stay one more second. It's going to give those people that raised their hand. And you know, some of you, you prayed the prayer. You didn't quite have the courage to raise your hand, but that's okay. But, but I'd love you to do three things. Is that okay? Three things. Already, number one, as you leave, our team will be holding these Bibles. Go up to them and say, hey, I prayed that prayer. They're waiting for you. They came to church to meet you. Secondly, you might have seen our big Jesus is life wall. 1,200 light bulbs. All right, we would love you if you're serious about this decision. Just take a moment. Our team will give you a light bulb. You can screw it into that wall like hundreds and hundreds have because today is the day when the lights came on in your life. So make sure you do that before you go. And then lastly... Lastly, you've just taken the first step, but it's the first of many. We're on a course during our 5 p.m. service called the Follow Jesus. Because we want to help you 
explain the Bible. Make sure you can read it. So really encourage you. Ask the team about that. We'd love to sign you up. So why don't we congratulate all these people from the nations and everyone who raised their hand. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.